Hey everybody, that's Michael Willis back once again for another show of the uh, Greater Things Podcast. I'm here once again with my good friend Eli. Eli, say hey. Hey guys. Uh, glad to have you back on. Hope everything's going well for you. Yeah. And we are glad to be back here. We are actually sitting in the church right now uh, with what we're doing is a 12-hour prayer. Mm-hmm. We opened the church this morning at 2. Uh, I've been here since 2 this morning and we're going all the way <clears throat> until, excuse me, until 2 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, and, and, you know, people ask, people will probably ask or people probably think, you know, why you want to do that or why would, why would we strive to do that? Uh, a vision that the pastor had and as long as, and some of us as well, uh, that one day our church and our building and our, our place will be a place of worship and a place of prayer for 24 seven, that we will be able to have the doors open 24 7 24 hours a day seven days a week i know you know the saying but uh that anybody can come in at any time pray seek god find refuge in the house of god whatever they need at that moment whatever they need in that time frame they can come in and and just seek him and i gotta tell you it felt good in here this morning uh i don't know about you eli when you walked in but yeah uh man it felt good in here this morning just peaceful just the loving nature of God. It was just in this building this morning. Now I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, you know, because the last couple of episodes have been about the secret place and, and getting in a place with God that, you know, he's there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's simply what this is about coming to this place, coming to this building, knowing he's here, knowing he's there for us, right. knowing he's going to, he's going to be there when we come to the altar, when we come to the floor, wherever you pray. And, and let's, let's, I mean, let's not set the standard, but at the same time, you can pray anywhere you need to. It, right. it doesn't have to be the altar. It doesn't have to be this church. You can pray wherever you want to. But coming here to this church, to the church and praying and seeking God, there's something special about it. And especially when people start showing up and, you know, it, you may not see nobody for six hours, but then there'll be people start showing up. So um, praying together with one another, praying with brothers and sisters in Christ, laying in the floor, wherever you wherever you pray. We pray in the sound booth. Some of us, we, we pray in the floor. Wherever you simply find a place that you're comfortable with finding God, that that to me that's that's, right. that's all that matters is is finding a place that you're comfortable and that you can just talk to the Father. So that's why we're here, uh, along with that vision that hopefully one day I, I believe we're going to get there. I, I, it's not a hopefully. I, I believe we'll get there. I believe the impact will be widespread, <clears throat> not not so that not so that people know us because that was that was one been one of my prayers this morning. Lord, not that we would be seen or we would be heard, but that it would be you that would be heard through us, that mm-hmm. it would be you that would be seen through us. That's not right. that we have to open the doors for us or for our people, but that we open the door so people can see you. So seeking your refuge. Yes. Refuge in him and, and just honoring him, just honoring his word. And, and what I mean by honoring his word uh, in Matthew, Matthew 21, Matthew 21 actually says it. He's actually starts out in verse 13, but he said unto them, it is written that my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. But we always stop, or I always stop there. Mm-hmm. First off, I want to talk about the scripture, or the verse before that, man. He comes in there, Jesus comes into the temple of God, and he casts all of them out, he tells them all to get out, and he overthrows the tables. Mm-hmm. Man, 
You think about Jesus, big they're dog. like big guy. You know what I mean? Like my guy. He comes in and and people are probably thinking, well, this is the guy of peace. This is a guy that's not going to mess with us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. He's just like, get out of here. He's throwing over tables. That's not the picturesque that we paint as a mm-hmm. as a good Christian. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what the world would say. Well, that's not a very good Christian. Right. We would look down upon that. But here Jesus is. He's in the temple, and he's cleansing. He's cleansing this place. That's mm-hmm. what, that's namely what he's doing there. He's cleansing the temple. That's he's right. getting all the dirty and the filth out. He's cleansing the temple of any impurities. He's telling them to get out. So he tells them, it's gonna, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And simply that, that's that's what his house is. It's, it's nothing else. It's not a place for, you know, what they were doing was selling things and doing things like that and, and all their money and all that. It, it's his house. It's house for prayer. It's time for prayer. It's time to seek him. But he made it, he told them they made it a den, a den of thieves. But then the next verse says, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Wow. So that would let me know that if we're where we need to be in making his house a house of prayer, people come in, they're going to find that refuge and they're going to find that healing that they needed. And when we get out of focus and we get out of the way of getting caught up in the fact that we need to make it, make it like this programs are not what makes your church. The spirit of the Lord is what makes your church. If people don't feel God's presence, I feel like they want they got to get away from that or they're going to get away from that because if they don't feel something, if they don't encounter something or if they don't feel that love of God in in that place, in that church, in that place of worship, in that house of prayer, then ultimately they're looking for something else. That's right. And when they're looking for something, they they want to feel something. And if they don't find that longing and if they don't feel that that love and that pull, then they're going to go looking somewhere else. And I, I think that's where a lot, a lot of our problems is as, as a, as the church, not just our church, but churches in the world. Mm-hmm. When people come looking for stuff, where we're trying to throw things at them, programs and things like that. But ultimately, what they need is the spirit of the Lord. And I'm not trying to preach at anybody or anything, yeah. because I'm, I'm good with anything that gets anybody to the church, truly. But they need to feel the spirit of the Lord. And I think when you make your house a house of prayer and he knows that he is welcome here at all times, then that's that's, right. that's back to that 24-7. If he is welcome here 24-7, he's here. You know what I mean? Like he knows he's got an open house. He's got a place that he can go to and he is welcome at all times. Yeah, that's right. And like we're talking about a place of refuge for these people who they may be lost or they may be sick and afflicted. You know, you come in one way but you need to have the mindset of leaving another way. Yeah. And that comes from the spirit of God. Yeah. And so when, when we do that and when we invite the presence of God, it allows that spirit to change people where they feel that. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, you said about coming in one way and leaving another, another. Yeah. We actually are, we have our doors, you know, right. that's, that's one thing that the vision that when, when we first came to church, Robert's vision was they would come in the entrance and then we have some double doors out <clears throat> further down into the church mm-hmm. and that we could open those doors and that when people come in the entrance, they would feel the spirit of the Lord. They would receive healing or if they needed healing or if they walked in with a wheelchair or crutches and rolled in in a wheelchair, they could take those and go out the double doors. They could walk out with those things That's and right. just leave that stuff behind because we want to come in one way. We can come in broken. We can come in defeated. We can come in hurt whatever it is, sick, ailments, anything, but you want to come into a place where you know you're going to find that refuge. I'm glad you brought refuge up. I I love that God is our refuge. Mm, We find refuge, that we find comfort, and we find strength, and you want to leave a different way. 
Yeah. Now, if we're coming to church and we're sitting there and we're we're still hurt, we're still broken, and we're able to leave the same way, that that's a struggle. You know what I mean? That that, that makes people not want to come back because why would they want to go to a place that there's no no help for them? You know what I mean? Like that's when right. you want help, you go to somewhere you know you're going to get help. Well, it's just like anything else. If somebody's struggling with the addiction of alcohol, yeah, they may go to meetings and may go to something like this. But ultimately, the answer to all of it is God yeah. and, the, and, the, and the spirit like mm. we're talking about. And that's what we want here yeah. is the spirit and having it 24-7. That'd yeah. be awesome. And, and, you know, that's people will say, well, that's easy for you all to say. But there's been there's like, I believe, nine people that are have here lately <clears throat> or that have been coming to church or coming to church here. Yeah. But I think it was recently in the last month or two that nine people that stood up one day and testified that they'd been broke free right. or set free from drugs or addiction or anything like that. So it really is the key is finding Jesus, finding God, what That's you said it. there. And that help, he'll set you free. Who The, the Bible says who the son sets free is free indeed. Amen. And that's the word of God. And all his promises are yes and amen. So when the word of God says that, when when the word, God, word of God promises that, that's a guarantee. So when you come to the house of God and you're broken or defeated, like I said, I know we keep saying these things, but when you, if, even if you're addicted or anything, pulled down by drugs and alcohol, there is freedom in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, mm -hmm. and behold, all things are becoming new. That's what the Word says. Yes. So when those things come and you come to the house of the Lord and you want change, all that old stuff, it dies. That's right. It dies off. And I've heard, I'm, they probably won't care that we mention their name, but Billy Jordan and, and Blake, <clears throat> Blake talk about that at the moment that Jesus came to them, he cleansed them. He restored their mind. I believe it. He gave it back to them. They were... They were out of their mind as far as with the drugs and God restored unto them and gave back their mind and gave back their thought process. And that was it. Yep. Blake, Blake tells us that he cleansed him and he sobered him up that night that he was that set free. That's amazing. That is the love and nature of God that he will set us free. So, uh, I mean, <clears throat> just thinking about, man, if we will establish a place where people can come and, and that's the thing, giving the people the opportunity why did we wake up at two o'clock this morning? Maybe that one person would have walked in here and said, <clears throat> Hey, I need to pray. People are getting off of work at Tyson at all, our, all odds of the hour. There's okay. people that I watched several vehicles drive by. It, it's not that people didn't have the opportunity or didn't want to stop in. Maybe they just didn't today. That's right. But maybe the next time I can stop in because, Hey, that church is open at three o'clock in the morning. Well, I like that you bring up that point too. That it's not only for the people that are coming in, but it's also for the people that are sitting here, too. That's right. Because I tell you, whenever I walked in, I felt the Lord yeah. in, in a strong way. And no matter how early it is, he's up. He's you up. know what I mean? It ain't like he's, he's sleeping yeah. or anything. And so, uh, you know, when, whenever I walked in this morning, I really did feel that sweet presence of God. Yeah. And I got I got a chance to pray and, you know, talk to God and as we, as we do here. And. That's just a beautiful thing that we yeah. can't that it's that it's available here and open. Yeah. The availability. Yeah. The openness. Right. And, and but but like we say, you can do it anywhere. Yeah. But I mean, when you have a setting like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's Robert always say? Your availability is more important than your ability. That's right. If the church is available, ain't that important? Ain't that important to what God Very wants important. to do in the earth? So you know, we have the capabilities to do anything that we want to do. Yep. But being able to be open for people are now just stirring around. It, it's almost eight o'clock. Let's let's just say that. So pe there's a lot more traffic than there was 
four hours ago, correct? Or yeah. three hours ago. Yeah. So there's a lot more traffic now. People are stirring, but we could do all kinds of stuff. But our availability was that we were able to, we were able to be here at two o'clock in the morning. We were able to come and sit in his prison. As you said, he was here. He was already waiting. Mm -hmm. He he wasn't asleep. He didn't he didn't have to have an alarm. I had to have an alarm That's to right, wake me. Up. Two of them actually, <laughs> and uh, I had to have two alarms wake me up to get here. He didn't have to have one. He didn't have nothing like that. That's right. He was here waiting on us, and, and because he loves us that much. Yeah, exactly. And he knew we. He knew he knew we had this appointment standing. You know what I mean? Like, That's right. He knew that at two o'clock we was going to be here, and he was ready. He he was ready to be here. He was excited. He was probably more excited than we were. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we were and, and, people, and people were probably like, "Well, you're just putting on that front." When I woke up this morning, I didn't. I wasn't groggy. Wasn't struggling. I was up. I was ready to go because I was excited that we was getting to do something for God. We was getting an opportunity to put forth His vision into play, into purpose. And, and operate in what he wants us to do. And if that's simply just opening the doors, let's open them. Amen. Let's open them. So Amen. Being a house of prayer, it just changes things. So I want you to be thinking. I'm, I'm surprising. I'm surprising Eli. I want you to think of a story. I'm going to read some stuff here in a minute. So this is why I'm telling you this right now. All right. Be thinking of a story that where prayer changed your life or prayer, something that you prayed about life. in your life okay, or something that you're connected to in a sense. And I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to read a little bit of, of, of history while you're thinking of that. Cause I want you to cover that. I want that to be kind of something we cover before we quit here. Gotcha. <clears throat> so, uh, we talk about prayer and, and prayer movements and, and being a part of great movements. And, and let, let's, let's be reminded this 24 seven is not brand new stuff. There there's places all over the world that prays 24 seven. There's, yeah. Opportunities. I hop Kansas City. I hop in Kansas City, Missouri. They're open twenty four seven. They're always playing music. And, and where you say, where do you get this from? Where do you get this all this from? In the scripture, <clears throat> David had over four thousand instrument players playing in his kingdom twenty four seven. They were playing music, and then there was three hundred and sixty six singers that were singing twenty four seven. They were always singing praises to God. So, really, if we want to look at scripture, King David established that we should be a constant flow of God's presence in 24 seven and allowing things to happen. We should always be available. So David established that, but, but more of the recent things that, that we want to, that I want to talk about uh, is one in about the 1700s, <clears throat> the Moravians uh, and Count Zinzendorf who really just changed the history, the way the church or the way things happened. Uh, God used a simple, humble, humble man to, start a movement it lasted a hundred years and and I'm, I'm teaching Eli this because when, before we started talking he said he didn't know about this so I hope I hope just like for him this is something new for people that you want to go out and learn about or we're right. learning about right now so uh use this Count Zinzendorf and that, that's a hard hard name to to wrap your mind around but Count Zinzendorf he used to do this he simply believe, believed that he would launch this Protestant 24/7 prayer. Uh, the movement, and it was the first of his kind. So he took the gospel to the ends of the earth, and it started with just a few, with him just bringing in a couple refugees of Moravians. Mm -hmm. So ended up he he brought in over, it was right at 300 or a little over 300 Moravians there. And they started what was a movement mm -hmm. of a 24-7 prayer for 100 years. Mm -hmm. So it started when Zinzendorf was 27 years old. He took this refuge in. 
and then had 300 living on his estate, and he became a spiritual leader. They lived in a village called Hernhut, Germany. And under Zinzendorf's leadership, they prayed together, they studied God's word together, and they grew spiritually together. So that's what I love about this situation. Also, what I loved about our, our gathering of, of the men's of the men's Bible study the other night. Mm-hmm. We're growing together, we pray together, and we we learn together. That's what's Unity. important. Unity, exactly. Unity with one another, growing in one another, growing in the faith together that God's going to move mountains and shake the nations and do the things that he needs to do here on this earth. So under Zinzendorf's leadership, they prayed together and done all these things. On August 12th of 1727, the Moravians conducted an all-night prayer meeting. It started with one night. It wasn't constant at the first, but it started with one night. Right. The group decided to start a prayer vigil. They designated a place of prayer in the village, and they prayed in groups of two or three for one-hour increments. Does that sound familiar? Yep. What do we do here on Saturdays? Yep, usually in the one-hour. One-hour increments there. They break it down. That's right. So there are 168 one-hour time slots in a week. In one week. 168. 168. The Moravians filled all 168 ta- 168 hour time slots with two or three people per hour. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't don't know what we do on Saturdays, we, we schedule our time of prayer. And we come and we're actually celebrating. This is week 40, in case you didn't know that. Week 40, we're celebrating. And we're, we're, we celebrated it big by having this 12-hour celebration. And hopefully, maybe at the one-year celebration, we can have a 24-hour. Yeah. So we're hoping for great things at that time. But Gross. anyway, yes, exactly. And, and if it takes that time, that's fine. Time, God, it takes time with God sometimes. If we push the agenda, it's one thing. But when God is working in that agenda, that's another thing. That's right. So for 24 hours a day, seven days a week, two or three people were always praying in that place of prayer. <clears throat> so it ended up that this prayer meeting went on for 110 years. Wow. So I said 100 years, but it's actually 110 years. So that's what we do here. We we set a schedule during the week. We ask for <laughs> volunteers. We don't ask. We don't make nobody. We don't. I'm not going to force you to come down here. We ask for volunteers that will come in, sit at the church, give their time, and we sit for an hour. Some of us sit for two hours. Some of us come down for three. Whatever you got to do. We some we have live music sometimes, and sometimes we just we just play music just to worship to off our off our uh, mixer. We do it in any way that we can to make it possible. So coming into this house, you you don't think, man, they're just doing that for fun. No, it, it's to encounter him. It, that's it's right. to it's to encounter his presence. It's to see what he wants to do, and, and that's simply what what Count Zinzendorf and the Moravians were doing. They were just encountering him. That's it was right. just a movement, and, and there was 300 refugee, refugees there that were there, and Count Sinzendorf sent out people as missionaries of those 300. Yeah. So it got so much that they wanted to spread the gospel so much that those some of the Moravians were volunteering themselves to go into slavery so that they could witness to other nations. They were selling themselves into slavery. Now think about that. Think about sitting in your situation right now. Would you go to another country, sell yourself into slavery to wow. work for somebody just so you can might have the chance to share the gospel of Jesus? And that brings up a good point. We sit on Saturdays right now. That's our that's our day right now. Yeah. We we want to expand like you were saying. Mm-hmm. But you know, that's kind of like giving up just an hour of your time if you want to come sit. You don't have to, but if you wanted to, like you have the availability to come and volunteer just for an hour. And yeah. just like you said, they went and 
sold themselves. Sold themselves. That, that that's just <laughs> out, outstanding yeah. for the dogs. <laughs> exactly. And you don't you don't think about that. You're like, man, they ain't, well, no. who would sell themselves? You know what I mean? Like, no. But these people, it also it also says that they would go and reach un, unreached people groups. They would learn their language. So not only were they willing to sell themselves, but they were also willing to go to places that nobody else was willing to go to and learn that language just so they could share Jesus. It all goes back to the availability. Yeah. Not your ability, but your availability, availability. to learn and to grow and to continue in the faith. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you teach your something? How do you teach yourself something new? You you learn. You make it available. Practice. You make yourself available yep. to practice, to do the things that you need to do to get good at this. You do. We. We've spent, let's take the sound booth, for instance. We've spent probably hours upon hours <laughs> learning all this stuff. Yeah. We're not great at it, but no. we've, we've gotten a whole lot better than when we started. Lots and better. We're self-taught. You know yep. what I mean? Like that That's something that me and Josh talk about it all the time. That's encouraging that we've self-taught ourselves. There were some people that gave us some advice, and, and I, we appreciate all those people that gave those advice. Don't get it wrong. But we learned a lot of stuff on our own just trying to figure it out so that we could memorize it in our mind that this is how it needs to be done. Yep. And this is what we're going to do. And that's availability. You know what I mean? Like that's nothing, nothing bragging on us. There's several of us. There's probably seven or eight of us that try to work the sound booth or do that's things right. like that. So there's several of us that do that, but availability being available to do these things and learn these things so that we can hand that down. Cause one day we're going to hand that down to a different generation. That's, that's going right. to, that's going to run all this fancy stuff and we're going to be able to go out there. You know what I mean? So yep. it, it's something that when we do this, it's not just so that we can learn it for ourselves, but it's so we can pass it down to the next generation that's coming along. Yep. So they, they uh, over a 15-year period, he sent out about 300 Moravians that went out to witness. So 300 people went, went out to be witnesses of Jesus Christ. 300 people that spent a lot of time in 24-7 prayer. And I don't know about you, but I want... Yes, exactly. They they prepared themselves. We've been We've been preparing ourselves, making ready, making haste for what is to come. Yeah. You've got to prepare. And I think it was Robert. Robert was saying the other night at, at men's study, you can't keep putting the same thing in and keep expecting something new to come out. I, that Whenever he said that, that whenever I played basketball in junior high, my coach, <clears throat> he was talking about basketball, of course, mm -hmm. but he said the uh, definition of insanity, nobody wants to be insane, <laughs> but is – Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different, different results. results. Yep. And that applies to that. Because if, if if we believe we want something else and we strive after that, we're gonna have to change some stuff yeah. about us. Yeah, exactly. And and we look at this and we're not the Moravians. I know that. <laughs> but what if we start a movement? What if what if we start a movement? What if what if one of my children starts the movement that yep last another hundred years you know what i mean or what if the small beginnings here of what we're doing grasp onto one of our children or grandchildren and they start that movement that changes this world that's right and we're not investing in just the right now we're investing we're planting seed foundation. yes and we're putting a good foundation in we're planting seed because <clears throat> let's take the apple tree an apple tree doesn't give off an apple for seven years after yeah. you've planted the seed that's right seven years so we may not see nothing for a long time, mm -hmm. but somewhere along the way, somebody's going to get an apple That's right. and they're going to see the fruit of that seed that was planted on that foundation. That's it. They're going to bear the fruit <clears throat> that was sown before. Them. Yes, exactly. And that's what we're doing. Yes, that's exactly right. So 
So there's there's the Moravian, a little Moravian history. I encourage y'all to look that up if you if you don't know about that. Look that up, read that. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. So in 1973, David Yonggi Cho, pastor of the Yodi Full Gospel Church in Seoul, South Korea, established a prayer mountain for a night and day prayer. The prayer mountain was soon attracting over a million visitors a year. Wow. Uh, people would spend retreats and they would go to prayer sales that were provided on the mountain. Cho committed committed to continuous prayer, to faith, and establishing small disciple sales in his church. As a result, his church rapidly expanded to become the largest congregation on the globe, with that membership now sitting at 780,000 members. Wow. It's insane. Crazy. Built. Built. Built yep. it himself from the, you know, not himself, through God. But right. you know what I mean? Started with the foundation that I'm going to build myself, build my church upon the prayer, what is the house of the house of prayer, and we're going to establish it upon the rock, and that's where cornerstone. we're going to go. That's it. That's it. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone. So, you thought about your story? Yeah. Okay. So, so when you asked me to think about a story, it kind of it kind of brought up into my mind about the prayer life. Yeah. You know, and today we're talking about prayer because it's 40 week of prayer, mm -hmm. and I like to bring it up. It's nothing like bragging or anything. It's just to tell the testimony of what God has done in my life. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, when there came a time in about the ninth grade that I quit all sports and I felt like that's what I needed to do at that time. And I really believe that I wouldn't be the man today that I am without doing that in God. Yeah. And so in doing that, I developed a prayer, a true prayer life where I talked to the father daily you know, I usually do it in the mornings where I talk to him and read the word and I, I get fed that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's very important to have prayer, you know, as much as you can. The Bible even says in Roman 12, <laughs> 12, 12, we knew I, I told Michael before this, there it is. I said, I feel like we're going to need this. So here it is. It, it's talking about you need to be constant in prayer. Constant. <clears throat> yeah. And, you know, you may say that's a hard thing to do, mm -hmm. to be praying all the time. But if you think about it, you're always thinking in your mind. You're always, your mind's always running. Yeah. And so when it is, just be thinking upon the things of God yeah. and be asking things, be praising him and be doing these things and be constant in prayer. Do what the word says. Yeah. Pray, and, with, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Yeah. That's right. And so in that, 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 that's what I wanted to say was that his love and his mercy has been shown to me so greatly in that time of prayer because you experience him on a one to <clears throat> sorry mm -hmm. on a one to one level yeah you know what i mean yeah it's a true relationship and you always told this in the back and it's and it's one of the truest things ever is that you can't have a relationship without communication and so that's part of it is the prayer is the communication between you and god and in doing that, I just encourage you all to develop. If you don't develop a prayer life, yeah, because it will, it will grow your relationship exponentially. Yeah, that's right. Communicate. Just communicate with him. That's all that matters. That's it. <coughs> so we're uh, we're running out of time. Uh, we got about three minutes left. Yeah. So let's <clears throat> let's highlight one thing that we're you know looking forward to. We're looking forward to to the year, the fifty two weeks, yep. which is just twelve weeks away. It's it's February February something in Pretty there close. that uh that'll be the, a year. Uh, not that anything on us, but man, that's exciting that we've been able to 
establish something that has kept hold for that long. You know what I mean? Like it didn't flounder out. The flame didn't. Especially starting out. Yes, exactly. Uh, Something small. And and it's sometimes been one to two hours that we've been open. But most of the time, it's six to seven hours that we have the church open on a Saturday. And I want to say to to everybody that volunteers, thank you for volunteering. Thank you very much for volunteering. Without all you people that, that volunteer, we wouldn't be able to do it. I mean, it would, it just wouldn't happen. So, uh, one prayer that I've prayed today uh, for this for this time frame that I've been here is Lord, give us give us the uh, capability and, and bless us with with the things that we can we can use and need to make this twenty four seven happen. Bless us, give us favor, and give us mm-hmm. people that will be able to do this. So uh, that's been my prayer today, and I, I'm just looking forward to what God's going to do. So uh, today's all about all about prayer for us. Um, Exciting things are coming. Thanksgiving's coming up. Be thankful for your family, for your friends, and and most of all, be thankful for God and what He's done in your life. So that's right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pray real quick, and we'll call it good. Eli, you good? I'm good. Thanks for thanks for helping out again. As always, I enjoy oh, having yeah. you. I enjoy it. All right, so we're going to pray. <clears throat> Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day, Lord, and thank you for your many blessings, <clears throat> Lord. I thank you for this opportunity to come together once again, Lord, and, and just share the good news of Jesus Christ, share the gospel of love, share who you are and what you're all about, Lord. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to just to come forth and do this podcast, Lord. I thank you for the audience that you've given us for those that are listening, Father. I pray that you would bless them, Lord, that you would give them comfort, give them strength, Lord, that you would wrap them up in your arms of love. Those that need you, that when they call out, Lord, they would feel your presence, wrap them up daily. Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would dive into your word, Lord, that we would know your heart, Lord, just as we know our hearts. Lord, and I pray that everything that we do, Lord, we would think of you and nothing else. Lord, nothing would get in our way. Nothing would hinder our thought process. It would be all about you, Lord, centered around you. Our attention would be solely upon you. The one that has captured our eye, the one that's eyes burn like fire and gaze upon us and make us fall in love with you. Lord, I pray that you would bless the rest of this day, Lord, the the rest of this time, Lord, of prayer, Lord, and that you would bless the church, Lord, as we go forth, Lord, that we would do your will, your perfect will, Lord, that signs and wonders would follow those that believe, Lord, and we would declare we believed. 